Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to So That Just Happened, a podcast for those who have lost their person and want to find themselves. I'm Carly Cooper, a single mom, widow, coach, author, and chronic truth seeker. My superpower is finding the funny, the hope, and the silver lining in any shit situation. This podcast is for the purpose of education only and is not a replacement for therapy. If you need additional support, please seek out a trained professional for help with your specific situation. Let's get to it, shall we? This week, I have the pleasure of interviewing Arlene Moshe. She's a psychic intuitive, counselor, and certified workshop and retreat leader. For over 20 years now, she has been devoted to showing people how to easily access and develop their own unique intuitive and psychic abilities while maintaining a playful and curious approach. She's well known for her practical strategies and making sense of one's intuitive messages for navigating life choices and decisions. Her career history has also included being a clinical dietitian and a music theater performer. She's a wife and mom of two and likens herself to the the Hermione character from the Harry Potter series. I can never pronounce that properly. Arlene was not an immediate natural wizard like Harry, but she dedicated herself to the practice to become the confident and accurate intuitive she is today. What ignites her is helping her clients not only access and deepen their intuitive abilities, but guiding them to heal, move forward, grow, and take action with clarity, trust, and confidence. For more about Arlene, you can go to her site, openingintuition.com, or visit her Facebook page, Opening Intuition Retreats with Arlene Moshe. I'll put all the information in the show notes so you can click the links to find her. Hope you enjoy the interview. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. And I am so excited to have my very dear friend, Arlene Moshe, on with me today. And just to give a little backstory of how we know each other, what is it like 10 years at least? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but we've shared a stage together, many stages together. Um, We have had many, many heart to heart talks in cars on way back (laughs) from a party, on a way to a party, not during the party because, you know, neither one of us could really go there. We can separate, we can separate from each other. (laughs) Yes, we have that ability. Um, But, you know, you have been somebody who has been such a good friend to me, a great support when I needed you, when I haven't needed you, just, I just love you to bits. You've also done a reading for me and, you know, whether we won't go into details about that, but you, um, yeah, I just, I just love everything about you. And I always love talking with you because you're just very, I find you very calming and grounding. And again, I've said this in my interview when I talked with my coach, you're one of two people that don't trigger me when you don't give me eye contact um, (laughs) because it means that you're downloading something from the heavens. And I am all about that. So it's you and my coach, everybody else, when they don't give me eye contact, when they talk to me, it's triggers the crap out of me. It's rude, but you, I'm like, (laughs) the more you don't look at me, the more I'm into the conversation. (laughs) 
That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So welcome to the podcast. So that just happened. Thank you for joining me and agreeing to do this with me. Why don't you just share a little bit about who you are and what you do, because you will do that far more eloquently than I will ever be able to. So go for it. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. This is this is fantastic. And what a way to uh, expand our friendship is to do it on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love you too. I think, you know, we have these amazing conversations. Um, there's that acceptance of my woo and science. And you're like, uh-huh, to both, which is, uh, <laughs> I think, why we click. I'm down for and it. Yet- Uh, Yeah. And then when I do look over your shoulder, you don't take it personally. So that's always a bonus for me. Um, I am, I guess, to put it uh, in simple terms, a psychic intuitive. And I use the word both uh, psychic and intuitive, because sometimes I am getting information that is a little bit predictive for somebody. But usually I'm getting information that is guidance for the person. And that's my jam. I'm really um, really interested in helping people get guided intuition for them so they can move forward in their life. So I am a, I've been an intuitive for about 20 years. I started teaching out of my basement many moons ago, uh, teaching intuitive healing classes and how people can learn to channel, download information. I think download is the term we're using now these days. Yeah. That's the Um, one that all the cool kids use. Yeah, that's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. And, um, and from there I started you know, doing readings for people doing intuitive readings, it did expand into some mediumship, I wouldn't have called myself a medium in the past. But when I was open to that kind of information coming through, it started to uh, for the clients that it needed to. Um, From there, I really started getting very interested in teaching people how to do this for themselves, how to Uh, access their intuition what does it mean what does it look like how do I decipher it how do I use it in my life so I started teaching online classes and workshops and retreats to wonderful places all over the world where we not only recharge and rejuvenate but learn how to access your specific intuitive abilities so you know how to use them and you know how to interpret them I love it. I love it all. So that's a great place for us to start because I think if you're in this world of personal growth, development, you know, that self-help, all of that, they talk a lot about using your intuition, your gut, listening to your inner voice. And like you said, we all have that ability. It's innate. It's a part of who we are, but not everybody knows what that is or even what to do with that. So let's start there. What is intuition and do we all have it? Yeah, it's a good question. I I say to people, everybody has this inner wisdom or this intuition. It's that voice that we have that acts as a compass to move you forward with more certainty and more confidence. However, I think that when we hear those words psychic or we hear those words channeling, um, we start to think that's a little bit woo, that's a little bit outside of who we are. When really that intuition we have is that information outside of, let's say, our five senses, right Mm -hmm. to to that really resonates for us on what we need to know in those moments 
Do we all have it? Yes. Do we choose to act on it? I wouldn't say everybody wants to or or has to. It's not a prerequisite to being a human, but yes, we all have it. Um, I think that we've chalked it up to coincidence when we think something happens that we kind of knew. How did we know that? Oh, that's just a coincidence. Sometimes we chalk it up to our imagination or we completely ignore it because we've learned and been told to ignore that, Mm -hmm. right? We've been told to ignore something that's just coming to you, that gut feeling that, you know what, I don't know how I know this, but I do. I also um, think, sorry to cut you off, but I yeah, also yeah. think some people don't listen to it because it's often what we know we should do, but it's the mm-hmm. hard thing to do. It's the hard choice. Right? So we kind of want to silence it and just be like, no, la, 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 I'm not listening. Even 100%. though in our gut, if we're being truly honest, we probably feel like, yep, that's in our best interest, but that's going to take me down a road that I don't really, I'm not ready to face, or I don't want to face. Ah, you took the words right out of my mouth because I think that's, that's the dirt right there. That's the mud, right? The no mud, no Lotus that we all say we're going through. Mm-hmm. That's the dirt right there. And that is why I think a lot of people are looking to get a reading from someone else, get these sort of, tell me what you see for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I might be a little bit different that way is, is why I'm, I'm, I'm sort of tuned into people's guidance because sometimes I'm getting the same information for you that you know that resonates for you, but it's something you haven't wanted to look at. The good news is, though, is that if you're getting that information about yourself and I'm getting that information about yourself, and the intent is that we're getting this information for your highest good, for your highest path, let's say, to move forward with the most success or clarity or confidence, then maybe we can start to trust that we have the ability to act on what we're getting, even if it feels uncomfortable and scary and that we don't want to do it. That's that's probably because it will require some work. It will require some action. Nobody said that the right path things that are right for us are the easiest things Mm -hmm. to do. The right path isn't always the easiest path. So I think that what can be reassuring though, if someone else is getting it for you, look, I always tell clients, I'm only going to get for you what you're ready to hear. Yeah. And if you're ready to hear it, it means you do have the ability to act on it if you want to. It is completely up to you. You know, no lightning bolt's going to come down if you do not follow intuitive guidance for yourself or from somebody else. But if it's, seems to resonate with you and like, you know what, I've known this for a really long time. Okay, what's the first step I can actually take, even if it's the tiniest, teensiest step forward? What can I do? Because it looks like this is going to take me where I ultimately would like to be. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be such an extreme result too. Like it could just set you off on a path or a trajectory to get the wheels turning. Like, so it doesn't mean, you know, if, if, if maybe you're in a relationship and there's something that's not going great, it doesn't mean it's a breakup or it's like you have to leave the person. It could just mean, oh, that's that's an area or a wound that still needs healing and you need to then do the work to to get, you know, to a better place in it. So it doesn't, I think people can tend to be like all or nothing thinkers where it's like an extreme and it doesn't have to be that. So how can you tell if it's, intuition or if it's your ego and overthinking and overanalyzing or being paranoid or insecure, like how do you know the difference between the gut feeling versus like your ego telling you something else? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I think that in the beginning, when people start to practice these exercises to develop their intuition, they have uh, actually a better chance of not having their ego or wishful thinking involved because the exercises we used, uh, we use are so outside of what they would normally receive for themselves that they know they didn't put it there, so to speak. So they have beginner's luck. As they become more seasoned intuitives and we start working with, you know, understanding and discerning our information. Yeah, the wishful thinking comes in, uh, the ego comes in, the really wanting it to be, you know, right uh, comes in, especially when you're doing it for somebody else. So I think the most important things to remember when you are doing uh, this work and trying to keep that stuff at bay is a practice developing a practice for yourself and and people don't like that word but you know if, like if you go to the gym uh, and you want to build muscles you have to go every day to build and massage that muscle and make it you know stronger uh, and and keep doing the same thing to it in different ways in order for it to grow mm -hmm. um, it is the same with with intuition so when you start you know, practicing and trying to interpret and decipher your results, um, there's some habits that you can create. And the first one is, I would say, some kind of reflection activity. For me and for many of my clients, it's a journal prompt. So it's understanding where your ego actually comes in. When do you actually uh, intuit or channel better than other times? When do you become sensitive or worried that you're not going to get a right enough answer for yourself? Are those the best times then? to sit down and maybe, you know, try to get things intuitively. Like I know I always used to worry about my husband's reaction, mm -hmm. acting on my intuitive guidance that I would give him. Uh, even though he never said anything, you know, to make me feel that way, often I was wondering, you know, what did he think of that? He's going to do that? Does he think I'm legit? And then I would, that would influence, you know, what I was getting for him. Uh, but then I realized like that is not my thing to worry about that's his so I told him I was worried about that but if he was still interested in getting my intuition and 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 receiving it I'd be I'd be still open to it but I don't want to hear what he thinks of it or how I'm getting it after um in terms of uh, you know getting techniques to get rid of you know that mental tension that we have around wanting to be right and am I really getting this I always tell people when they're asking themselves or going within to try to avoid double barreling it. And what I mean by that is try not to ask things like, um, what new approach did I take for my health supplements or changing my diet? You know, right. you, you've already, you're already asking two things. Why don't you get right to the bottom of the question and say, should I try Chinese herbs and then see what comes there? Um, is this diet I'm thinking of going to help me lose weight happily? Um, you know, instead of how can I start an exercise program and go on a diet? You know, those right. things are too open-ended and then it can already be overwhelming. Um, so try not to double bear it. Get a more detailed question and try to, you know, that will set you up, I think, for a more detailed response. So are um, you looking to to receive a yes or no, or is it just a feeling? Is it like, how do you know? Again, because let's say I'm leaning towards something because I'm an overthinker and I've analyzed it and I, I think I should go, you know, it's that should, I think I should do this. Mm -hmm. And so am I looking for a yes or no? Like, is this good for me? Yes or no. Or is it like a feeling? Cause I'm also a very deep feeler. And so how can you again, discern what, 
get with the the mind getting involved versus like the gut getting involved. Yeah. So this is uh, this is really getting to priming techniques. This is getting how do I learn intuitive techniques that I can rely on. So even before we talk about the yes or no or the shoulds, there are different practical things you can do when you're learning to discern your messages that will help you with all this. So the number one is developing instead, let's say you're a feeler, you know, you said you're an empath and you do feel. So that's one of your ways of getting confirmation or, or being a, you know, a little bit of a radar to yourself. The suggestion would be for someone like you and for many others is to develop the other, let's say, clair abilities, you know, clair cognizance, clairvoyance, the ability to get clear knowing or clear seeing on top of trusting your feelings so that you're getting confirmation in different ways. So a very practical thing is learning, let's say, how to open your seeing ability. What I mean by a seeing ability is if I told you right now to imagine a train, can you do that? Yeah. In your minds. Yeah. Does, is it a flash? Is it a vivid like a movie or a TV or is it just a flash like a memory or a recollection? It's a flash. Yeah. But funny, for most people, that is what seeing is. You know, it's not I see dead people like, you know, for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is more that flash or, oh, I think I just saw a rabbit. But I did. I Did I put a rabbit in my head? Was I thinking about a rabbit? No. What comes next is learning to decipher what came in randomly from those quick flashes and recollections. What I give my clients is a symbols and messages dictionary that literally, you know, you've decided, you said with your, your person, this is going to be the dictionary that I use to interpret my intuitive messages. And therefore it is. That's a bit woo, but that is the ability you have to sort of wield and navigate your energy to work with this dictionary. And then as you get these uh, symbols, you can convert them into words, which gives you a whole sentence that you didn't create because you didn't put those images there. So coming back to the yes or no, if you were, you know, had this gut feeling and you're usually trusting your empathic abilities, but you wanted another confirmation, you know, can you let me know that what I'm thinking is the right step that makes the most sense for me right now in this area? And you sit and you wait and you've learned some techniques to learn how to let some seeing information in. Let's say you get a tree, right? You didn't put a tree there. A tree in the dictionary means stability and growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if you saw that tree withering and falling over, then you could take that as your no, as in, you know what, it's like stability might not be as flex, might not be as strong and it's withering in that picture. So maybe there's a better option for me. So we can use things like that, practical things to get yes or no's with our, with our questions when we have these tools. Um, I the have others, a quick, sorry, yeah, I have yeah, a quick question. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What happens if you're somebody like me who yeah. has tried to meditate many, many times yeah. and you know, I try and do guided, I try and do just quieting my thoughts. And I find that I can be very blocked. Like it's very mm -hmm. hard. It can be very hard for me to visualize or for me to, you know, I can try and I can, you know, I can see the tube of light around me, but then I'm just like, like, I feel like it's forced or it's like, yeah. it just doesn't come naturally to me. Some people get these like wild epiphanies and like these major breakthroughs. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yes, like, what I is know. wrong with me? And so if you're that kind of person, 
can you still, you know, are there other techniques that you can use if, you know, you don't have the dictionary of images or you can't conjure up those images? Like, are there, so again, I think for me personally, I think it would be more of a a feeling thing because Mm -hmm. that I can tap into, you know, my, my basic question is like, does this feel good for me? Does this not feel good for me? And then like check (laughs) in, like it's as simple as that for me, but like other people, like everyone's different, I guess. So hundred percent. Yeah. So what I would do, first of all, I hear you because when I started doing this 20 years ago, I was a a person who thought, I think I have this ability. I'm pretty sure I have it. It was just a knowing. And my knowing ability was really strong. When I started to take classes, she's like, well, we're going to massage your clairvoyance anyway. I'm like, but I'm seeing nothing. I'm seeing nothing. And every week I saw green and purple and she's like, that's good. That's good. I'm like, and everyone's like, oh, I saw it was like a movie and I was here. And then this came out and like, oh, fuck you. I so- feel like that. I feel like that, that woman in a uh, chorus line, I feel nothing. Like, you know, that song. Like, and I felt yeah. nothing. Oh, I yeah. know that song. Yeah. No, like um, that, that was, was written my, for me. <laughs> yeah. That was me too. Every week. And my sister was taking the class with me beside me. She's like, oh, I see this and that and this. I'm like, you know, daggers are coming out of my eyes. Um, but the teacher was like, nope. That's it. That's that's what you're getting. And it was a message. The message with those two colors was you have the ability to give healing. But I was like, I want more. What I was not doing, first of all, was acting on that and seeing what kind of healing resonates with me. What would I like to learn? But that's a side story. Uh, With someone like you, what I would do then, even though I do think you have the ability to see, first of all, is let you know, A, these are active, short meditations. You do not go deep. You don't even need to quiet your mind. You can work around the mind chatter and still see these things. It is just priming yourself in a different way to get used to seeing things in what I call an active meditation. A lot of my clients do it with their eyes open, standing and looking at a wall. Uh, They are moving while they're doing these things. So that's the good news for people like you. The second thing I would do is really focus on asking for specific body cues and sensations that you learn that could be very subtle for your yes and your no. So I would say, you know, for Carly, if I was working with you, get you into a state where saying, okay, we're gonna hone in, get a sense of what your body feels like, your state, what it feels like when you're sure about something, uh, when you're sure about a, a yes, or no. And we're going to see where that sits in your body. We're going to ask for that to be your body cue every time. That's the first thing um, that I would do with someone like you. There's a lot of people I have that are empathic that also know what it feels like um, when something feels really wrong because of sensations. So there might be like a heat that they get or a coldness in their hands. Um, And thirdly, I would say that for you, and, and maybe I'm channeling this a little bit now. Oh, go <laughs> for you it. Have, <laughs> you have a strong knowingness that comes along with your feeling. So it's not, the feeling is your first cue of like, wait a minute, this is not somebody I need to work with right now, or this is somebody I might, I'm maybe going to refer to somebody else because I know that and boom, here comes the download. Mm-hmm. It's just that for you, I think it feels like common sense. Yeah. You know, and honestly, if you sat with that download a little more, there might even be more snippets that come in and go, well, I don't know where I just pulled that from. I mean, I knew this, but I don't know where those next few sentences came from. Um, So I have a feeling for you, I would work on your understanding that your downloads are accompanying those feelings Mm -hmm. and, and let those work in together. And then when those work together and you trust them, 
and you act on them, your body goes and archives, okay, that works. When we do that, the knowing and the and the feeling together, that works. Let's do that again. So I guess the, then, the, the takeaway, sorry, finish. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and then those other abilities sneak in, mm-hmm. you know? So as you're talking to somebody, you're talking to me, I just had this vision of this while I was talking to you. Does that make any sense for you? You know, so I guess so it may like sneak a, itself in. I guess a good takeaway and lesson, because I feel like with personal growth, development, self-help, all this stuff, there can be the idea that there's one way and it has to fit for everybody. So I think what's what I'm taking away from this is that we all have the ability to tap into intuition. We all have intuition, how we tap into it and how we use it for ourselves and for our highest good can be different and it can look different for everybody. And there's no one way or right way. It, it really comes down to what resonates and works for you. That's what I And I think, yeah. And, and I think the, the key also I would add to that is just repeating that so that your body gets used to it and you trust it, right? Because you are your body, your body is you. When we learn to ride a bike or play an instrument, those are muscle skills, muscle memory skills that get better with, with time and practice. That confidence is there so that you just hop on the bike and start riding it at some point. You don't even think anymore. When you, whatever way works for you, whether it's standing and acting walk, you know, active walking meditation, whether it's something where you start with uh, something where you're feeling into your body, uh, you know, and then getting information, it, it's something I think that people just need to understand has to be their practice. And, and it depends how much you want to nurture and massage it. Do we need to use our intuition all the time? No, you have wisdom just from being Carly and living out Carly experiences. I have those as Arlene. Do we need to use them all the time to check what sweater am I going to wear today? And, and what color should it be? No, but some people want that. You know, some people want that, um, that, you know, that, that reassurance that everything is going to be okay. I think, that we have to trust that the way we get it is the way we get it. The the real teller will be, did I act on it and what happened? Right? right. Did I or act what on happened it what when happened? I what happened when I didn't act on yes, it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. What happened when I didn't? And reflect on that. And then again, no lightning bolts come down. We're here to learn and glean and grow with it. So yeah, there could that's why this is why when I when I'm working with clients, I try to sense, okay, I'll teach them a little bit of everything and let's see what resonates for them. And then we intuitively, you know, with, with, with the downloads when I'm looking over their shoulder, um, that I get for them, I will get specific exercises for them based on what they need to draw out their intuitive skills. You know, so, so it's one thing that I used to practice, and again, I don't know if this is I think it was working for me. I mean, I've heard a lot about muscle testing and I did this thing where I would stand, I would stand up and it would be like a sway, like, so Mm -hmm. swaying back, like if I would just stand sort of neutral. And then if I asked a question and I went back, like my body did, like it wasn't me moving it. My body, I felt like my body swayed back and that would be no. And if I went forward, that would be yes. And I would start to tap in by saying, my name is Geraldine. And like, you know, these questions that would be an obvious no. And then questions that would be an obvious yes, before I would get into like the really, the deep things that I really wanted guidance on just Mm -hmm. to sort of see that like my body was actually moving in this way. And whether or not 
again, I don't know if this is like, that's the lack of trust or like this sort of intuition placebo, if that's a thing, <laughs> I just made it up. Um, like it. thanks trademark. Um, but <laughs> get it fast. I'm getting it fast. Um, uh, but you know, is it that, okay, well that worked for me. And so can I trust that that's the way that I can tap into my yes or no intuition questions by doing this sway thing, because that felt good for me. Have you heard yeah. of that kind of technique? Yeah. I mean, I've heard of there, every technique that you want to use, if it's work, if it's coming from you and you are resonating with it, let's, and for lack of a better phrase, buying into it, that it will work. It will work because the thing is, is that we are, let's say if intuition is information that I talked about beyond the five senses, if it's pieces of information, access to, let's say a field of information or a matrix or from spirit guides or from angels, the point is there are, there are endless ways to access information. It's what we are drawn to mm -hmm. because we are part of wielding this experience. We are the wielders and navigators of energy because we are made of energy and we're accessing information which is energy your body is you you have information stored in your body you are what you are a you body right mm -hmm. so if you're just asking your body to convey it for you this time and that is something that works for you then you can trust it when you don't want to use it anymore because it's not working for you you will not you'll move on to something else um you I know, guess I, use I, your intuition when it's no longer working. See exactly. what I did there? There you, you are brilliant, girl. <laughs> Thanks. Because because really that is true. I have evolved. My intuition has evolved and changed over time, and the tools I use have evolved and changed over time. I I literally just did a pie chart uh, of how my intuition looked in 2004, and then again in 2018, I pulled it up for somebody to show them how my intuition has changed and the tools I've used have changed. Because as I glean more information about what intuition is and how you can access it, I go, oh, I like that. That actually opens me up to more. And I would start to get more. Like, instead of not calling myself a medium, I'd be like, well, I don't know. Let's see if I can get something for you from your dad. And then I would just go, okay, information from the father. There it is in the field, in the matrix. I'll go reach in and see what's there. I never would have done that 20 years ago because I would have said that's mediumship and I don't see dead people, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so it it is definitely what works for you. You are the wielder of that. And that's why there are endless healing techniques out there, endless programs you can take, endless uh, intuitive courses, psychic courses. And you have to remember that whatever you're taking is serving you and will serve the people that you need it to serve. And when it won't, you'll, you'll find those other pieces. So how much of really tapping into your intuition is correlated to how much you trust yourself and how confident you are in your own body, mind, spirit, like all of that? Because my thought is if you are really confident in who you are. You have clarity in what you want. I mean, yes, we all have questions along the way, but you're, you're secure in, in what you value, what you believe to be true. Um, you have confidence in yourself in, and you have a self-trust. If, if you have all that going for you, maybe not all at once, but 
are, is, does that make it easier to tap into and listen to your intuition because you're not really second guessing and doubting as much, or does it make a difference? I think it makes it easier to act on the information. You know, Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people come in, in and out of my workshops who are excellent at receiving information for and about other people. So when I say about, it means they're picking up on the party tricks. So they're, they are, you know, um, connecting with that person and, and get, getting things about them that they couldn't have known otherwise. They're excellent at getting those movies and tons of detailed information for a person. Um, but the ability to act on it and take that action on it comes from, yes, a place of trust and confidence that, you know what? I can take the next step or two and I have the ability to handle what happens next. You know, when I see the outcome of those next steps or two, Um, that being said, I'll say this again, is that you will only get information that you're ready to move on and ready to hear, right? Mm -hmm. At some level, it resonates. You always have the ability to do or not do what comes there. I think the, there's not just, you know, intuition alone is not what's going to give you the confidence or the trust to move forward. That comes from all the the work you do, you've done with clients, the work that, you know, we, we do for ourselves, uh, whether that's, you know, um, you know, therapy or whether that's, you know, reading books or whether that's how we talk to our children and teach them to move forward. There's, there's other things that come into play. But I think when you access your intuition and it feels right and you can get comfortable with the idea that, and we've heard this before, I'm going to be uncomfortable, but it feels right. I'm going to do it anyway and see what happens. Isn't that where the growth always is, right? For anybody, no matter if you're starting off with, with, you know, when I started 20 years ago, I didn't trust what I was getting for myself, only for everybody else. Mm -hmm. It is still the hardest thing to trust your own intuition, But at some point you have to, you know, how many times you're going to ask the question when you already have that resonating answer, you've done it a few times with some exercises, there's the only thing left to do is go for it. And then use your own experience and your own wisdom on top of that to make it a reality. You might get guidance to, you know, you need to have a conversation with someone about, you know, how you're saving money together. Okay, you don't need all the steps laid out for you intuitively because you have to trust that you have your own human abilities to figure out, you know, the X, Y, and Z of how you're going to say it to the person. Um, So, yes, I think that you have to trust yourself on some level that you will know how to act out your intuition or your intuitive messages. But it's not always the most confident people that are the best intuitives. (laughs) Sometimes they get great stuff, but they don't know how to act on it. Yeah. And, you know, so for people who are listening to this, who have experienced loss of a person, whether that's through death or divorce, or they're just finding themselves alone or just sort of feeling lost in their own lives, how would you suggest tapping into intuition to help them sort of be able to move forward in in some positive way? Well, I think if you take you know, the example of, of somebody who's lost somebody important, um, then I think the first thing I would do is get them to sit with what they think is already happening for them with that loved one. So most people that come to me have said to me, I think he's around, I think he thinks this, um, I think my mother 
uh, shows up when this happens in my house. And what's nice there is that they're already sort of, you know, connected to that person and are naturally intuiting, you know, that person's energy, that imprint, even though they've left their physical body. I think that's the first thing to remember and trust that those things you are feeling are true for those people that have lost someone and saying, is this really happening? Or do I just wish this was happening? You know, I think that I've seen it enough times. I don't care how woo it sounds that those things are happening for people. I think the next thing to do is, is, you know, when you sit and quiet your mind and, and allow, um, you know, connection to intuition to happen, understand that it's not going to look like it did when it was in person. So when that person you're thinking of and you want to communicate with them or connect with them, um, it's not going to sound or feel like it did necessarily when they were here physically. So to trust that it may feel different, but I'm still pretty sure that was him or her. Mm-hmm. Um the third thing I think I would do is, is if you choose to have a reading with somebody um, and, and, you know, you go to a medium or you go to an intuitive, um, understand that depending on the type of medium or intuitive you go to is going to depend on what time of type of information you get. So if you go to a medium who's there to say, I see this person and they're showing me this and that, and you have this kind of house and this dog, that's going to validate for the person who's, you know, lost somebody. That's, that's that person. They're connecting with me. You might, what I would tell them is to keep in mind, you might walk away feeling a little bit wanting because you didn't get any information from that person. It, it was proof that they're there, yeah. but you may not, you may just, and maybe that's all you need, but just yeah. keep that in mind. And then if you're going look for an intuitive or a medium that will also give you some information for you from that person so i would suggest to people if you're looking to go to intuitive make sure you ask that do you give information for the person who's getting the reading from the loved one because that Mm -hmm. actually in my experience is where most people feel a little bit more comforted a little bit a little bit more like okay i'm not as alone they're still there or there's still that information there for me the next thing i would tell somebody is that eventually you know, that person will withdraw a little bit from you so that you can move forward and not have guilt Mm -hmm. and not have stress that you're meant to live the way you were while they were still alive. So I think that, you know, people go through a a wave when they want to access this type of stuff for a loved one. And it depends where you are in your grieving and your recovery of that. Um, So be mindful of what you're needing from it. Um, when you do it and that's okay each one is okay just be Mm -hmm. aware of where you're at with your grieving and what you're looking for are you looking for proof are you looking for comfort are you looking for guidance are you looking for reassurance and are Mm -hmm. you looking for the permission and do you need that permission And, and what does that look like or you know what does that not look like for you yeah and I think it's important too to to come back to just trying to find your answers inward and not look externally for all of that. I mean, I understand the need for validation and approval and confirmation. And, you know, when I had the readings, it helped me a lot with that, but it was almost just like that confirmation of what I already felt to be true. And so, but I had felt a lot prior to that. Um, and so it acted as like sort of like a, a 
team, you know, of like the outside validating my inside, but I had, I feel like I, it was important for me to do that inner work first and not put all the heavy lifting on the external stuff first, you know? So, you know what I mean? Like, I think it it, it can act really well together. Like on the one hand, you needed that confirmation. On the other hand, you know, it was like, okay, that's good. That's what I already thought. It's already based on all the work I've already done. And that's what I thought. So it not only confirms the message and the messenger, but your work, you know, it's, it's a nice, it's layered. It's a nice. nice Yeah. But I think it does come to, like, I still think it's important to, you know, really do the inner work first. And it always comes down to that. Like it's always got to start with you. You know? Yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm very drawn to when I give readings, I'm drawn to the, the suggested guidance. The guidance is, is letting, you know, here's the work specific for you that will work best for you. You know, is it, you know, uh, having a conversation, is it having that uncomfortable um, acknowledgement that you like things a certain way is, you know, for me, that's where the juice is. I just mm-hmm. love the guidance that will move us forward because it's, it's guidance specifically for you. Yeah. Right. And then that inner work is based on stuff that's really coming from you for you. Um, so that's why I'm so drawn. That's my, that's my jam to like do intuitive work where people are getting this information that's assisting their work right? Because it's literally for you to continue that work. You still have to peel back the layers yourself. You still have to do the things it takes to, 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 you know, like you always say, do the work. I did the work. Um, but I find that, um, if, if you're, you're talking to people that have lost someone and, and are trying to recover from that, um, they need to be discerning about what kind of an intuitive pieces they're looking for to bring them comfort, you know, just be aware. Is it, is it just to validate me? Is it to keep me where I am and know that he's watching out for me, she's protecting me? Or is there guidance there too that will help me move forward without this person? So I think yeah, it's, it's almost like really it's almost like gaining permission in a way yeah. that yeah. that it that you can move forward without guilt or whatever that is. I mean, it's going to look different for everybody. I don't think we can yeah. just do a blanket statement of, you know, but. Right. But I can say I haven't had one uh, person that's passed that come through trying to stop a person <laughs> right. from moving forward. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that exactly. Uh, there's always that, but sometimes people need to hear it for some mm-hmm. reason, people need to hear it until they don't anymore. And it's my job to help people move past that and move into, okay, you know, this person is, is an energetic experience now. You know, they're not the person that we're here. So what are you going to do? Cause you're still in a physical body yeah. and, and you've got to make these decisions. So we do get there, but I think the awareness of what they're looking for is a bit of work, right? That and there, like, why am I having this reading? Why do I want to connect with them? You know, yeah. and then what comfort will it bring me? And even yeah. the realization that it only brought me a teeny bit of comfort versus what I thought it would is a, is a, a layer peeled back. Right. Yeah. And it may even yeah. sh- still shine light on what work still needs to be done. What, exactly. what wounds still need to heal, you know, yeah. even though we think we're far along and we are, and I can speak to myself uh, about myself in this is that I've come so far and mm-hmm. I've done so much work, but when I continue to get triggered about whatever, because we're human and we always will, it's more about 
okay, that's what I still have to work through and work on. So it's not yeah. a bad thing. It's just, it's like shining the light on what still needs to happen and yeah. ways to improve. And certain things I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done with that one. But this yeah. one is, you know, still there or it's showing up differently or, or this is the way it looks now, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's just, it's, it's gotta be, I always say like, we never reach this self help nirvana, like where we can just yeah. put our feet up and say, we're done. Like, yeah, I think, I think when you stop breathing, you're done. Exactly. <laughs> well, according to you, well, there's still uh, you'll still see me on the other yeah, side. But so I mean, I'm never in, done. yeah, but no, in this form, in the form of Carly, you're <laughs> yes, done. <laughs> yes, you're right. No, it's so, true. Like I, I have clients that will keep asking the same questions in their, in their meditative work. So we'll take a six week online course together and they'll keep asking the same questions. And then they're like, you know what? I'm not getting anything anymore. I'm like, why do you think that is? And they know, they already know it's because I haven't even acted on the stuff I've got. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the yes. Yes to that. So that's already their intuition popping in like, oh, I'm not going to get any more because you're not going to be given all the answers. You're not going to be given this nirvana. You're being, you're being given steps. Mm -hmm. You're being shown a piece of the picture. It's not omnipotence, right? It's intuition. Yeah. So you are, you are, like you said, you're still here to do the work, peel back those layers, shine the light on new things. But the intuition is just one of your helpers if you want it to be. It's it's certainly not the the um, problem solver, but if it feels good, the intuition you're getting gives you a little bit of confidence or clarity to do the things you know you already have to do. Then I think that's that's the nice piece of having an intuitive uh, practice. Yeah. So how are you working with people right now? What's your right? What's yeah. your juice and jam? My juice and jam. I love the jam I'm doing right now. Right now, uh, I am doing online courses. They're about six weeks in length to take anybody, any level, whether you're a practice intuitive, whether you're, you're a newbie right out of the gate, to help you develop your specific intuitive abilities. So I have online courses that I'm teaching. And then another big thing I'm doing is retreats and workshops. Uh, sometimes they're local here in Canada. Sometimes they're in the States. And sometimes they're in Europe, as you know. Uh, so my retreats uh, and workshops are, are something that are my biggest way of helping people right now because there's a real benefit to working with groups. I keep the numbers small, about six to eight participants per class, so I can really dig in and and you know look over your shoulder and get what's right for you during the you know during your practice. Um, and then we, um, there's a, there's a nice follow-up where we have a group where we go through the homework, we go through the exercises and, uh, and see if there's a bit of action taken on the guidance you're getting. And I think that might be the piece that's my juice and jam, a little bit different than other intuitive courses where they teach you how to be clairvoyant or how mm -hmm. to be claircognizant. I do that too, but then it's like, so what are you going to do about it? Right. And I, and I think that's a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. And how can people get in touch with you or follow you? And I'll, you'll give me links and stuff and I'll put it in the show notes. So, but just, you know, tell us for, for sure. all people that are audio. Right Wonderful. Now. So my website is openingintuition.com and that has links to contact me. That has my social media there as well. Uh, but on Instagram, you can simply look up my name, you know, just type in at Arlene Moshe. Uh, on Facebook, it's uh, our uh, opening intuition retreats with Arlene Moshe. And the simple, simple way, if you want to email me old fashioned, Arlene at openingintuition.com. All right. Anything yeah. but basic pigeon carrier. 
You're you're out there. You got yeah. it all. Don't phone me. Don't That's phone why me. you like never uh, got that. back to me because I did send that pigeon um, and message in a bottle. Okay, now I know how to really get in touch with you. Um, well, this was great. Do you have any closing thoughts? Anything that uh, we didn't talk about that you want to add? Now's your chance. Okay. Well, no, what I would say is, is that, you know, every single person when you're accessing, you know, if you think you have intuitive abilities, you have them. Um, whether we use the word psychic, whether we use the word channeling, whether we talk about angels, spirit guides, whatever it is, that is what it is for you. So I, I just want people to be open to where they connect with their intuition and that there's, like you said, there's no right or wrong. There are endless ways to do it. But if you, um, if you feel drawn to it, uh, there's certainly hundreds of ways to explore it. So, so trust your gut on that. I love it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, for talking with me, for being my friend and pal over the years. Well, I just I'm love you so much. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so proud of you. I, I have been listening to your podcast. I love it. I, I love what you're putting down and uh, and I can't wait to see what comes next. I think it's, it's wonderful. So well, tell me what you see next. <laughs> see what I do. Uh, can I, can I give you, I'll have to Venmo me first. Oh, Is that right? Are we Venmoing here? No, we're pen, Good we're girl. Pen. I love that. Okay, good for you. All right. Boundaries, right? Boundaries. Yeah. We'll keep it. Boundaries. We'll keep it in the friend zone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll I'll drive you somewhere. Yeah, I'll drive yeah. you to a party, and we'll talk then. And then you're like, do you do you want to look over my shoulder while I'm driving you? Feel free. Feel yeah, free. Feel free. <laughs> feel free. All right, my love. Thank you so so much. And um, you know, I have a feeling we'll be hearing from you again sometime soon on this podcast. So. With pleasure. All right. Thank you so, so much. Love you. You too. I love you too. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to this So That Just Happened podcast. I really hope you found value in this episode and that you're walking away with at least one golden nugget that you can implement or feel inspired by. I would be so grateful if you would share it with one friend or family member who is committed to moving forward and transforming their life. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode and please leave me a review. It would mean so much to me. Also, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at, at @coachcarly. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.